The Mind Itself is a podcast about mental health, mental health law, and how they affect all aspects of our daily lives. By taking a deeper dive into how our society deals with mental health medically, legally, and practically, listeners gain insight and information about one of America's most pressing and often overlooked issues that affects almost half of all adults in the United States. Hello and welcome to the Mind Itself podcast. This is your host, John Whitbeck. I'm very pleased to welcome today to the show Casey Serafinas, a licensed professional counselor to talk a lot about not only therapy, but wellness. And, and Wellness Connection is the name of her practice. So it's aptly named and very excited to talk about her practice, her career, and, and what are some of the things she can do to help us break the stigma of mental health in our society and talk more about the intersection between mental health and law, which is what we do here on this podcast. Casey, thank you for being here. Well, thank you for having me. So basically, I am a licensed uh, mental health therapist and have been for about 15 years now. And so right now, I'm also the clinical director at the Wellness Connection in uh, Aldi, Virginia, in Stone Ridge. And what's pretty cool about um, our practice, which is also the reason I um, joined, was because it was very unique in the sense it wasn't just a practice that focuses on mental health support, which of course is so important and near and dear to me, but also because it really is is a practice that has a unique sort of integrative holistic um, partnership about it. And so basically we have mental health therapists who work with um, a variety of, of clinician or sorry, a variety of clients of all ages, individuals, children, adults, couples, and families. And in addition, we also have, so basically we view things as really the, the best way to treat someone is when you, when you focus on the, the entire person, right? Mind, body, and soul. And so while, you know, myself, for example, as a mental health clinician, I might do talk therapy with, with an individual. And, you know, while we're talking about ways to treat their anxiety or their depression or their issues within a marriage, we find that, of course, as we're experiencing various, you know, um, situations such as anxiety or um, marital conflict or relational conflict, we also have, you know, issues within our body. That's where we carry stress. And so, you know, for example, somebody that I'm working with may have, you know, insomnia or sleep difficulties. Um, perhaps they have neck and back pain. Well, don't we all? I know I certainly do. <laughs> and so, so what's great about our practice is that we also have additional clinicians on board who do treat, you know, while well, I treat the mind or the, the talk, you know, kind of the emotions, they treat more of the body. So for example, we have an acupuncturist who is able to, you know, work with, with individuals and, you know, they can actually treat within the body, stress management and anxiety, you know, symptoms of depression, you know, infertility, um, chronic pain and things like that. We also have, you know, a hypnotherapist on staff who is able to really, you know, dig deep and help um, you know, focus on mindfulness and how to really relax the body and the mind. And, and really we found that it's been, you know, instrumental, especially now during, of course, a pandemic when, you know, anxiety and, and a lot of anxious feelings, um, are heightened, you know, based on our sense of safety and security. And so she has really been, um, an awesome, um, part of, of helping, you know, collaborate with us to, to really help treat our clients that are really experiencing various symptoms. She also focuses on, treating addiction and weight loss. In addition, we have you know, yoga therapy, we have art therapy, we have an ADHD coach that will also help work with parents in our community to, to help you know, manage, manage symptoms of, of either themselves as an adult who is dealing with inattention or 
um, hyperactivity or, you know, that of their children. And, and so we just, we have a lot of, of great partners that we work really closely with, you know, that we can rely on. And we communicate on a weekly basis about how best to treat one another, how best to treat our clients and our community. Because again, it's not just one way. We're all unique individuals. We all have various life experiences and cope differently and unique and in unique ways. And so it's just, it's really been a fascinating and interesting uh, practice for, for me to be a part of. And so yeah. I've enjoyed that piece of it. Yeah. In addition, I, we also have a farmer's market where we're able to oh, also wow. really focus, you know, especially once the weather gets nicer on, you know, healthy eating and nutrition. And so just a lot of, a lot of different um, diverse aspects of our practice. Right. Well, I tell you, I'm so excited to talk to you about it because I am 100% with you on the need for not just mental health therapy, going in and talking to a trusted professional, but living a healthy lifestyle and how that can impact. I'll tell you, my wife, who is a stay-at-home mom, which I always say is the hardest job on on earth, next to being a working mom, the two hardest jobs in the world, my wife's moment away from everything is the hour and a half she gets every day pounding her body with incredible spin classes and weight training and running. And I mean, seven days a week, it's what she does. It's, it's her yes. mental health treatment. And, and about the beginning of COVID, I jumped in head first and I said, I'm getting in shape. I hired a guy to do like workouts six days a week, day seven on Sundays, I go to church and I do yoga. Okay. I tell you, it is, it is the one thing that I have for myself every day that if I miss it, I can't, can't get <laughs> through the day. It's really incredible. So I am so excited to talk about this because I hope people will get the message that in addition to just going to counseling, there's so many things you can do to eat better, exercise, art therapy, all the things you do to make yourself well beyond just therapy. So right. um, awesome. Well, let me, let me dig in with this. couple things. Uh, first of all, I see you went to Cal State LA as a proud uh, born and raised Californian, been to that campus and that's a great <laughs> school. And then you, looks like you got your degree uh, before that at Radford. That's right. So are you a Virginian originally and went to California or vice versa? R- originally Virginia and then moved to Texas, believe it or not, and um, lived there for, for several years and then moved back to Virginia. And then actually I even dabbled out in California to... Uh, you know, just kind of get away and, and try to gain my independence. And that's when I decided to to really get into the field of counseling. Yeah. Well, I'm an adopted Virginian. It's, I just love living here. <laughs> my children are all born and raised here. But I tell you, every time I go home to my hometown in California, I get home, so homesick. It's crazy. Sure. Sure. <laughs> it is a great place. It was a great place to grow up. And despite all the problems out there now, it's still a wonderful place. So I, I love what you say, you know, I, I did some, some work, you know, getting to know you a little bit before this. And, and I love what you say about, you know, sort of what you specialize in, especially for uh, women's issues. And mm-hmm. you talked about um, body image. One of the things that I find in my domestic relations practice is, you know, especially in, in the sad situations I find, we find, you know, you know, women who come to represent, we represent a lot of women and most of our attorneys are women. You know, I find that the self-esteem impact of a family situation that's gone bad is so severe. And one of my favorite saying is, I want you to take the power back Mm -hmm. because I know inside of you, there's this strong, confident woman that, that, that can fight through this, but they're just, you know, look, you're at your, you're at your worst when you come to see me, which (laughs) what a great career. (laughs) Um, 
Tell, tell me how important it is and when someone comes to you and, and, and they're getting talk therapy and all the traditional, what, how do you evaluate what other services the Wellness Connection could provide beyond just therapy? How do you evaluate that and how do you recommend that? Right. Great question. So basically, you know, we start every um, partnership, if you will, um, you know, between client and clinician by just getting to know each other, you know, just to come in, you know, my approach is is very um, laid back and really client led where, you know, somebody may come in with one particular issue. And let's say that again, they're having problems in their relationship, either with a boyfriend, right. or girlfriend or a spouse. And we come to find out very quickly with our conversations that part of the conversation that they're having, part of the challenges that they're having stems from how they communicate or the conversations that they have, how they interpret, you know, things from one another, you know, different perspectives. And so we find that a lot of things are, are deep rooted in, you know, from our past experiences, you know, how we were raised, how our, you know, parents modeled for us, you know, how to, you know, be a loving partner or how to, you know, be a parent, how to be a spouse and for better and worse. And so, right. you know, we just naturally, um, you know, bring, you know, adopt a lot of these different perspectives and, uh, and kind of views of how to, how to be. And right. so, you know, again, it's great when we have great role models, but when we don't or when, our parents are imperfect, even if they have loved us and treated us so well. And so a lot of times, many of us have some really deep rooted wounds, um, whether it was from, you know, severe trauma that, that really happened in terms of unfortunate you know, situations that we might have endured growing up, or even just something as simple as going through something like a divorce, you know, of your parents, even though perhaps they were, um, you know, had an amicable uh, relationship. And so, you know, we come to, to learn really quickly in our partnership and, and throughout the journey of counseling that, you know, we are who we are, you know, for reasons. And so while we're talking about all these things that, that someone may be experiencing with regard to emotions, we also focus on partnerships and, and how we can help connect our clients with, with other resources, such as making sure that they have, you know, healthy friends that they can rely heavily on, making sure that they have health, that they're in healthy relationships. And that they are involved in healthy activities, whether it be exercise, whether it be, you know, meditation or mindfulness. And in addition, making sure that they have access to medical and mental health care, which of course, if they're coming to me, you know, our hope is that they do. But sometimes or a lot of times, you know, folks will come to me and because they know that they want help treating their emotions. But then, of course, there are somatic issues as well, you know, kind of like I had talked about briefly before. And so we come to find out that they're really struggling with sleep and, you know, really being in a calm, relaxed state because they're so, you know, they're carrying around so much, you know, trauma or they're in a relationship that is leading them to feel insecure or unsettled. And so we find that through, you know, relaxation exercises, through guided meditation, you know, there's a lot of great work that we can do together. But in addition to that, you know, again, there might be some, some additional work needed. And so, for example, I partner very closely with our acupuncturist who is able to do work beyond what I can, can do with somebody. She can really get in, you know, and focus on, on treating specific areas of the body that really kind of, you know, rids toxins and really cleans out, you know, a lot of the sort of negative chi, if you will, that lies within the body, you know, and is able to, to really work on the body while I'm working and, you know, in tandem with that to kind of treat the emotions. And we've really just seen amazing results. We have a cranial yeah. sacral therapist that we partner with as well, that just through light touch and, and pressure, she's able to really kind of work through very similar, really is, is able to identify the traumas within the body based on where, you know, within our body, we're holding on to some, some things that perhaps either we don't know 
or we don't want to deal with, maybe because it's uncomfortable or we just, again, we don't know about it. We feel as though we've really been able to compartmentalize and kind of manage. You know, a lot of us are just survivors, right? We just keep going, especially in this mm-hmm. hectic, chaotic, you know, place that we currently live. You know, we're so for- fortunate to live in Loudoun County, but at the same time, there's there's just a lot of chaos and go, go, go mentality. And so, you know, that's that's hard on our bodies when we're just constantly living in that fight or flight. You know, we need to make sure that we're finding ways to be in a calm, relaxed state, even if it's just spending five minutes, you know, really just taking time to really center ourselves and just to kind of be and relax. It's difficult. You know, I will say even for myself, you know, just mindfulness in general, I talk fast, I think fast, I'm kind of a go, go, go person myself. And, you know, joining this practice has really challenged me to get in touch with my inner calm, you know, self. And it's, you know, it's a work in progress. You know, I, I will never be this sort of zen out, awesome yoga person that I would, you know, that I am that they admire that others can do. But what I can do is show up each day for myself and show myself love and compassion by taking time out to do that. And I know so many people, you know, want to find ways to be healthy, you know, in the body and the mind, you know, we all create you know, New Year's resolutions every January, don't we all? And how many times we let those go by the wayside, you know, just as soon as we get that craving for that brownie or we decide to not drink that, you know, or, or to get together socially when we decided not to drink and do dry January, you know, yeah. there's just so many things. <laughs> What's dry January? No. Right? <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> you, you, you mentioned Loudoun County. For those listening that, that are, are not familiar with the geography, it is the classic suburban upper middle class, you know, it's an incredible place to live. Schools are great. You know, we have, we have traffic like everywhere else. And um, it's, you know, it's, it's a great place to live. Single family homes, townhomes, uh, communities. And, and we have really built for ourselves a very hectic suburban lifestyle. You know, and, and, I, and I mentioned the, the, the women that I represent, you know, on the, on the other side, the men I represent in divorce and custody cases, the amount of stress that's added when family issues go wrong is so incredible. And, you know, and, and, and uh, working men and women, of course, but, but, but focusing on men for a minute, you know, they, they've created this, you know, furious lifestyle where email, text, and technology doesn't turn off at five o'clock. We don't wake up in the morning, go in at nine and come home at five. Most of us go home and, you know, for another hour or two, when our children go to bed, we're on email or something else, you know, and, you know, it really is uh, important that they find something else in their life besides their work you know, and, and, and sort of this, in addition to therapy, I always say, well, you know, of course I recommend therapy, but I've gotten away from that with, you know, and said like, what do you like to do? What do you do to relax? Oh, well, you know, I used to run all the time. Well, before you make a decision, whether to get divorced, I want you to go run five miles right now, you know, oh, yes. when you get home. So, so you clear your mind and, and mm-hmm. everything, you know, so no, I, I really, I really understand what you're saying. And, and it's such an important when applied to like this urban and suburban lifestyle that we that we've created that's so furious you know and whatnot so now one of the things that you 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 do talk a lot about you know the explanation of what your what you do you know in terms of your biography about your work with couples that are divorcing and and co-parenting what are some of the things you could recommend let's say that you know i'm going through a divorce husband or wife the conflict that's created, especially when you have children in the middle of it, is just, I've never seen anything like it, you know, in any other context of life, no, not even in criminal cases I've done. Mm-hmm. It's just the conflict and the things that people do to each other and say to each other and to their children. What, 
co-parenting is one of the things you mentioned. So tell me how the wellness connection and what you do can help people co-parent better when they're at, when they're at odds in you know, a divorce situation. Well, so co-parenting in general is, is, you know, a beautiful thing. You know, you're bringing two different perspectives into, you know, the relationship. And that's such a great thing because again, you know, you're really, you know, there are opportunities to balance challenging one another to, to really encourage your child to be the best that they can be versus nurturing and providing, you know, caring and compassion, you know, but again, a lot of times we get in a situation where we have differing views and then we don't agree on how to parent. Right. And so, you know, what we can do is, is to help support parents by bringing them together. And first of all, reminding them that ultimately, you know, they're adults, they've already kind of gone through that, that phase of childhood and, and growing up. So now they're independent, you know, individuals, and they're now in a, in a specific space where they have an opportunity to really make this, you know, doable and as um, amicable as possible if they are divorcing for their children, or they can really blow it and really create some wounds for their children um, that they will then maybe carry into adulthood and, you know, struggle with. And, and so you really want to make sure that, that if you are in a position where you are, have decided to, to separate or divorce, you know, you're, you're making decisions with your, with your children in mind. The first bit and most important thing I, I would say would be to keep the, the adult conversations with the adults, bringing children into, you know, the conversations, you know, talking through the children, you know, to try to communicate with one another is so devastating. It's such a heavy burden to put on children beyond what they are, you know, what is oftentimes age appropriate and beyond what they can emotionally handle. And so really finding ways, whether it's talking through, you know, written correspondence, if perhaps you're not in a calm emotional place where you can talk, you know, um, over the phone or in person, um, talking through a mediator, again, you know, utilizing, you know, your services, you know, I think communication is really key. Rather, if you're, if you already made the decision that you're going to separate, spending time and energy, you know, dredging up old wounds and dredging up all of the things that didn't go well in the relationship aren't going to do you any good. And so really, it's a matter of focusing on how you can work things out with regard to separation of you know items of property and then of course most importantly what can you do to make sure that you let your children know that things are going to be okay you're just going to be now two independent families rather than one and so how are we going to do this are we going to be working out a scenario where custody and visitation now needs to be you know worked out you know how can we do that in an amicable way that's not necessarily just convenient for the adult but more importantly what's going to work for the child you know, sending kids back and forth in different households will work in some, in some households and that's okay. But for others, you know, especially, you know, each child is different. What can they handle in terms of transition, in terms of the back and forth? There are just so many different factors to, to think about, but I really think just keeping in mind, you know, the emotional well-being of, of the child, I think is of utmost importance and should be considered, you know, really highly on the, on the list of priorities in terms of how to, how to manage, how to start that, that scenario. I constantly remind my clients that the only concept that they have for the most part of how a husband should treat a wife and a wife should treat a husband is you. Yes. In other words, you know, mom is their, you know, especially you know, for daughters, mom is their role model for sons. Dad is their role model. And I, I said, if your son is watching you treat your wife or soon to be ex-wife like that, that's, he thinks it's okay. Right. Similar to girl. I mean, I had this, uh, case, you know, a woman, it was an arranged marriage in a Northern Virginia County, uh, from, an, from, you know, came over from, uh, you know, another country and 
really hard to grasp the concept of a divorce and the children being you know, out of their environment, everything like that. But there was domestic violence. And I said, look, I said, your two daughters, the only notion they have of what it's supposed to be like to be married to a man is watching him abuse you. So if you're not going to do this because you want to get out of this relationship, do it for them, if oh, nothing yes. else. Definitely. And that was the only way I could persuade her to, to go forward with protecting herself. So look, not 90% of the cases that we deal with, they settle and, they, and everything like that. I always say divorce is about survival. Nobody wins. And helping survive a divorce, is it's so important to have that third party out there helpful, like the different things that you do. I mean, I'm seeing, you know, in your, in your cadre of, of services, ADHD coaching, art therapy, hypnotherapy, uh, massage therapy. How about go get a massage one day when you're, go, when you're going through a divorce? There's nothing better than that, you know? So, but, you know, support groups, pet therapy. What, by the way, what is pet therapy? How, explain what, what that would be. Yeah, there's all kinds of, of pet therapy opportunities out there. What we have actually at our practice is an adorable golden retriever dog named Bo. Uh. And um, <laughs> he, works, he works with one of our clinicians. And bringing, we've, what we found and what research has found has, is bringing um, a, an animal, whether it be a pet dog, you know, whether it be a horse, you know, we don't offer that at, at our practice, but nonetheless, they definitely have, you know, equine therapy. Oh, and all all over of, Loudoun County, no absolutely. question. Absolutely. Yeah. And so what we found is that by bringing an animal into a session, you know, a lot of times it's uncomfortable coming in and bearing your soul and getting vulnerable and talking about, you know, some, some really challenging, you know, issues, you know, and getting deep and trying to figure out how, you know, best ways to heal. We mm-hmm. found that by just having the presence of an animal for those who, you know, of course, like animals, um, being able to pet the dog and really feeling the fur and, you know, yeah. um, focusing the, your energy on the, the animal who is you know, laying there calm yeah. and just kind of open to just hanging out and receiving yeah. love is an awesome way just to get someone to talk. Especially really gold, especially Goldens, right? Oh my gosh, yes, he's wonderful. Yeah, we, he's just... we have a Golden. He's, he's like our fourth child. He's a yes. baby, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, but yeah, so, so, you, so you, you actually do recommend, you know, you're sitting in a session, Bo will be sitting there with him and, and it's just it just feels good to have that presence of that happy, Positive. I mean, you know, one one thing about dogs, they're they're there for us. You know, oh, they, yes. they make us happy, and they're, they're nothing makes them happier than eating and being around us. So that and, and I, that I I can see how that would feed the experience, uh, you know, more positive experience, and, and that that's just amazing. So. Animals don't judge. That's the thing. They're just they there, you know, able to give and receive love. And the same thing goes for art therapy too. You know, you it just not you know some people aren't comfortable just staring into the eyes of another human being that they don't know well and, you know, kind of talking about their deep, dark secrets and, and, you know, traumas. And so being able to either pet a dog through pet therapy or being able to just sit there and draw or doodle or color or create, you know, some sculpting through clay, really putting your energy into doing something rather than just focusing on words or talking. You know, we offer sand trait therapy and, and play therapy. I mean, there's so many other ways to really help adults and children kind of work through some of those issues without just you know, through spoken word. Was this uh, a development over time that the wellness connection became this sort of one-stop shop for more than just therapy? Or was this the intent of the practice all along? Yeah. So um, our owner, Susan McCormick, um, has a really um, awesome story through tragic, you know, experiences of her own. And so it actually, you know, she lost her husband to a car accident many years ago when she was pregnant uh, with her son. And, and, uh, or sorry, her son was very young 
and she, um, her son was um, experiencing symptoms of ADHD. And so she was trying to figure out how to navigate grief, how to navigate, you know, the difficulties of being, you know, a single parent. And, you know, and I've been a single parent, so I know, you know, kind of the discomfort and, and kind of the woes and trials and tribulations of, of trying to, to figure that out and how to do it right and to do it well. And so through her grief, through her tragedy and her traumatic situation, you know, and in addition to that, through trying to get services for her son, you know, she was taking him to, you know, the pediatrician, she was taking him to, you know, different specialties, a psychiatrist, you know, where do we take our children when they're struggling, you know, right. and we don't know what the issue is. And so that's when she really came into, you know, the idea that, hey, you know what, number one, I want to be a therapist, you know, I want to help through her own, you know, um, healing, you know, with, with getting a therapist herself and how, you know, wonderful she felt that she was able to be able to heal and to become a whole person again. She, you know, decided to become a therapist. And in addition to that, found it so valuable to really, you know, bring providers together so that that way, you know, it's kind of, you know, like you, like we say, a one-stop shop where in our practice, in the same building, you can actually go in the same suite, you can go to different providers and really treat, you know, the emotions, you know, the body, you know, find, you know, some, some relaxation and mindfulness practices as well and how to heal through that. But so, so anyway, it really was, was an idea that was born through her own, you know, personal situation that started out so ugly and became so beautiful. And the practice has been around for years. I mean, I think we're at our um, 18th, 19th year now of being around and, you know, it's just been so valuable to be able to partner with the community. And so again, we truly appreciate, you know, your willingness to reach out and kind of explore, you know, what we have to offer, but more importantly, just how we can help our community. How can we help our struggling individuals, especially now more than ever when we're in a pandemic, you know, we just recently were in winter. So of course there's a lot of seasonal, you know, depression, seasonal issues that that we all go through as well, just being cooped up, adding a, a, a layer of, you know, the pandemic. And now we're all stuck in the same household with people that, you know, some of us love and, and yet we just can't get away to get that moment of, of breath of fresh air or that moment of space or, or um, freedom or in households where things are not going well, where people have lost jobs or people are struggling. You know, we've seen an increase in, you know, substance abuse. We've seen an increase in, I'm sure you have, you know, requests for divorce and, you know, myself, even as a couples therapist, you know, I, more, you know, more um, folks are coming out of the woodwork because they're struggling and they need support. How can I, you know, coexist with, with my loved one? Because, you know, I'm just right. in a really bad place, either individually or they are, and we need to learn how to cope and how to live together. Yeah. I, I, I would add to that, the stress on all of us from the way our society's been divided the last two years, especially maybe the last five years. Yeah. You know, I've never seen like, you can't have a conversation with folks about serious issues. You, know, you, right. you don't talk about religion and politics. Right. <laughs> it goes even deeper than that now. And, and, you know, I, I've never seen like, you know, it used to be a, a totally different world that we live in. And that adds stress too. When you wake up in the morning and all you see is how we're shutting down our society. We can't go out to eat. We can't right. go, you know, the kids can't go to school. We can't do this. And then, oh, and by the way, everybody hates each other. You know, it right. really is, is the amount of stress on the American man and woman and child right now is, is like nothing probably never we've seen since maybe World War II or something like that. Yeah. So it's so, so important to utilize the wellness connection and, and, and like it. So, you know, I, I, it's interesting. My mom went through the same thing as your owner, Susan, my mom, Susan, Mary Susan. Uh, she, you know, when, when we lost my father when I was in college in a car accident and watching her 
you know, grit her teeth and fight through the worst thing that ever happened to her and come out the other side as an incredible, strong woman it was, was one of the highlights of my life. And, and it really, it tells you a lot about why the Wellness Connection is successful because there's nothing, there's no substitute for your own personal experience in turning, what's the old saying, making lemonade out of lemons. Right. So it's just amazing. I, I am uh, so excited to share the Wellness Connection with my contacts. It's an incredible. When we found it, it was like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. Because I wanted, really wanted to talk to someone about, there's so much more we can do to be well and that we can eat better, we can work out, we can do art therapy, all the things you're talking about. And, um, and by the way, if you go to your website, wellnessconnectionllc.com, you can meet Bo, uh, <laughs> the, the golden retriever, yes. uh, which uh, is a beautiful dog. So you know, before we wrap up, uh, Casey, sometimes I like to ask uh, you know, sort of some personal you know, war stories or whatever. Can you give me a good example of a, a thing that happened during your career, someone you helped that just sort of sticks with you that maybe if you share it with us, someone listening may hear, may relate to it and it'll help them get through what they're going through. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I am actually a survivor of sexual abuse. And so I have worked very closely with a young, a young lady who is, um, has spent years really working to get to a place where she feels that she is worthy, that she feels that she is able to be in a healthy relationship and is able to you know, um, understand her value. And, you know, I just, with years, you know, we, we sort of, um, started work a long time ago. Um, I think it was probably about six or seven years ago and, um, she's just come back again, you know, after, you know, maybe two years later, she would come back after us working together for a couple of years. And then, uh, more recently has reached out again. And I just, I really have been so, well, of course, personally touched by her own growth, but just really, I admire her ability to, to really dig deep and be willing to go there and to work through all that she has experienced, you know, as have I, to really just to be able to, you know, again, regain that sense of self-worth. And there's so many ways that we can push things away. Um, you know, we can kind of just move on and know that, okay, everybody, you know, has been through something, right? And, you know, just assume that we're fine because maybe physically, you know, we're able to get up and walk. We, you know, we've got our limbs, we've you know, have a roof over our head and we can just go about life. But, you know, what we carry around, whether it's something so deep rooted as trauma or whether it's something, you know, such as, you know, just we're feeling stressed or we're feeling lonely, you know, not by not reaching out and getting help and getting connected with supports, you know, really we're doing ourselves a disservice by allowing ourselves to really, you know, find, you know, happiness and really feel fulfilled and, and live a positive, you know, healthy lifestyle. And, you know, again, like I was saying before, so many somatic issues come up, you know, this particular young lady was just, you know, started by having nightmares and sleep issues and struggled with weight issues. And she just is a beautiful person. And I've just enjoyed my journey with her, but really just seeing, you know, all of my, all of the clients that I've worked with over the years, both in the, the private practice setting and also in the school setting, work to, to realize that they're resilient. You know, sometimes we don't really realize that we don't tap into you know, all of our innate abilities to just be able to, to overcome situations. And, you know, I just, I have a lot of, of hope for others. You know, I always, I tell my clients and, and the folks that we work with, and even my friends and family members, when they're struggling, I'm going to hang on to hope for you right now. And I will give that back to you when you're ready. Each of us are, are all, everybody is, is in one of three places. Actually, a pastor of mine told me this a while back. We're all either in the middle of a crisis, 
we're coming out of a crisis or we're getting ready to go into a crisis that we know nothing about. Oh, that's so again, fantastic. having those supports in place, even when things are going fine, even think when, when things are going well, is so key to our own yeah. wellness. What an incredible, what a great pastor. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. so, you know, the, the last thing I'll say, just to bring this back to, you know, you know, supposed to be about mental health and the law, even though I love talking about mental health a lot more sure. usually. From my own experience in almost 20 years of, of domestic relations work, when you're, when the marriage starts to go bad or the relationship with your significant other starts to go bad, sometimes engaging in the kind of things that the Wellness Connection offers, not just talk therapy, but getting back your, you know, if you're a tennis player or a golfer, whatever you do, getting that back, eating better, you know, cutting back on drinking, all the things that make you well, mind and body can be the difference between saving the marriage and not. Uh, there, there comes a point where we all give up uh, during a crisis. And, and, and so I would just encourage you, if you're listening and you're, you're, you're thinking about divorce or thinking about leaving your significant other, give it one more shot at something like the Wellness Connection. And similarly, if you are going through it, this is a year or more process for most people. The difference between long-term damage to you, not just mentally, but physically, can be managing your yourself and your wellness during your divorce and during your process. So I, I would encourage everybody to take a look at wellnessconnectionllc.com. And you just have such a vibrant looking group of men and women working there, mostly women uh, therapists, which is uh, just an amazing looking group. And Casey, I just can't thank you enough for what it has been one of the best episodes we've had. And just, I, I really hope that folks will take advantage of your services, uh, having heard this. Um, again, it's wellnessconnectionllc.com. And I would really encourage you to go there. Um, if someone wanted to contact you directly, Casey, do you have an email address or, or phone phone number that you'd like to give out? Sure. Um, either way, I check email um, and, and uh, my voicemail quite frequently, although I am very, very much working on, on work-life balance. <laughs> my email address um, actually can be reached at info at wellness connectionllc.com. So that's info at wellnessconnectionllc.com. And also my phone number, I have a work phone is 703-988-4491. Well, I, I really hope people take advantage of, of your one-stop shop approach because I think it's, it's just critical to, to getting through the issues that if you're coming out of a crisis in a crisis or going into a crisis. Mm -hmm. So Casey, thank you so much for being here. It's been a pleasure to have you and we look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks so much. Thanks for having us. The Mind Itself podcast is unique in that we look at the intersection between mental health and the law and how it impacts you. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to leave a comment, rate, and review and share with someone you know. Thanks for listening.